Hello and welcome to the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 35. And this week we're covering question answers 96 to 98 of the Heidelberg Catechism, diving into the second commandments of Exodus 20, which covers images and idolatry. And real quick, make sure you have listened to Monday's episode with Dr. S. Amba of Westminster Seminary, California, on the kingdom of God, understanding what the kingdom is and how it relates to new creation. And then also Thursday's book club episode with Dr. Kevin McFadden of Cairn University on his book, Faith in the Son of God, published by Crossway. So let's dig in. Question answer 96. What does God require in the second commandments? Answer, we are not to make an image of God in any way, nor to worship him in any other manner than he has commanded in his word. And our sign is his exposition. Two things are comprehended in this commandments, the commandment itself and an exhortation to obedience. The end or design of this commandment is that the worship of God is prescribed, be preserved pure and uncorrupted and not be violated by any form of superstitious worship. The true worship of God now consists in every internal or external work commanded by God, done in faith, which rests fully assured that both a person and uh, work please God for the mediator's sake, and with the design that we may glorify God thereby. To worship God truly is to worship him in the manner which he himself has prescribed in his word. Concerning human precepts and the authority of ecclesiastical tradition, just think church, first divine precepts, which God desires, that men should propose unto themselves for their observance, not, however, in their own name, but by the authority of God himself, as being the ministers and messengers, and not the authors of these precepts. Second, civil ordinances by men, which include the arrangement fixing of circumstances necessary for securing observance of moral precepts of the second table. Third, ecclesiastical, again, think church, ceremonial, think how things are done in church, ordinances prescribed by men, necessary for maintenance of the moral precepts of the first table. All these circumstantial or changeable aspects of the church not prescribed in God's word. So think time of the church, where church is at, where people sit, what kind of podium you have, chairs, those are the changeable aspects of the church. Fourth, there are human enactments which are in opposition to the commands of God. Question answer 97. May we then not make any image at all? Answer, God cannot be visibly portrayed in any way. Creatures may be portrayed, but God forbids us to make or have any images of them in order to worship them or to serve God through them. The Rosina says the things to be considered in connection with this subject may be comprehended under the following heads. First question, whether and how far images are forbidden in churches by this commandment. He says any images or likenesses of God which are made for the purpose of representing or worshiping God. Those images and likenesses of creatures are unlawful 
which are set up in churches, at the corners of the streets, and elsewhere for the worship of God or for a perilous ornament. Second question, is all worshiping of images forbidden or can this worship be defended? We may not worship or honor images and pictures, including not only that which is given to creatures, but that also which is given to the true God. Now here's the big question answer number 98. This is the one I think I hear the most often. I actually had myself. But may images not be tolerated in the churches as, quote, books for the laity. He says, no, for we should not be wiser than God. He wants his people to be taught not by means of dumb images. Don't think stupid images. Think things that can't speak. But by the living preaching of his word. Then he says, we must maintain the images and likeness of God or the saints are not to be tolerated in Christian churches but abolished and removed from the sight of men, whether they be worshipped or not. So that he continues with his questions as he started in 97. Why are images and pictures not to be tolerated in churches? Because it is contrary to the express command of God that images should not be set, made and set up in churches. Because they have been the occasion and means of horrible idolatry in the papal church. Because God expressly commanded that idols should be removed. For a confession of the sincere worship and our hatred of idolatry, which confession consists not only in words, but also in outward actions, appearance, and signs. Because the scriptures speak in commendation of pious kings in the Old Testament, having destroyed images and idols which had been set up. For the purpose of avoiding offense and preventing superstition and idolatry. That the enemies of the church may not be the spectacle, which looks so very much like idolatry, be driven further from a profession of the truth and be led to cast reproach upon it. Lastly, images have never resulted in any good to those who have had them. And then his other question, how and by whom are images to be abolished? Two things must be carefully observed in removing images. That the doctrine concerning the true worship of God be preached before the idols and images are removed. Images and their altars and all that pertains to idolatry must be removed, not by private individuals, but by public authority. Think the officers of the church. The exhortation added to this commandments the Lord adding iniquity to the generations following contain five attributes that ought to constrain us to render obedience to him. And we'll end with this. He calls himself our God, that is our creator and preserver, the giver of all the good things which we have enjoyed. He calls himself a mighty God, one that is able to punish the wicked as well as to reward the obedience. A jealous God that is a most rigid defender and vindicator of his honor terribly displeased with those who depart from him or infringe upon his honor or worship. A God that visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate him. He declares that he is a God who shows mercy to thousands of them that love him and keep his commandments. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 35. Again, we covered question answers 96 
to 98s on the second commandment, images and idolatry. So real quick before we end, make sure you guys tune into next week's episode. We recap season two and we have a massive announcement that you're not going to want to miss, especially if you live in the Orange County area. So please find your way to Monday's episode. Listen to it. Give us feedback. And then Thursday's book club episode with Dr. Michael Kruger, president and professor at RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary in Charlotte, on his book, Surviving Religion 101, published by Crossway. And lastly, next Saturday, we have Catechism Saturday and Lord's Day, number 36, covering question answers 99 to 100. Hope to see you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all in once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face, this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing and uh after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll, it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, a specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this or three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep, all for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>